And because of mining back then, when migration was at, was at its peak, where you'd find Egol, which is the land of gold, Gauteng, you'd find a lot of uh, males coming into South Africa to come and mine. And if maybe you don't find a job as a miner, you ended up being a cook. They never used to call them a chef. It was a cook, and it would be a male cook and a gardener, a male gardener. So when it comes to domestic workers, we know that men have always been domestic workers. But just trying to figure out what really has been happening, has that shifted? And if it has, uh, let's find out why. What has been the experience? Are they being treated better than previously? Um, what exactly is happening? And let's uh, engage with our guest, Professor David Tutuit. Uh, good evening and welcome to The Viewpoint. Uh, good evening. Thank you for inviting me to, to have this conversation. And just to put everything into perspective, male domestic workers in South Africa, uh, the study has given some insight on experiences of migrants from Malawi and Zimbabwe, among others, estimating that 800,000 people work as domestic workers in South Africa and uh, work continues to be associated with marginalized black individuals perpetuating a historical and societal imbalance. And what's also missing in, in the debates about domestic workers, job-related experiences, relationships with their employers, is the experiences of men performing domestic work a job traditionally linked to femininity? Maybe that's the first question we should ask. Yes, so I think um, if, if you look at historically at domestic work, um, you know, the, the difference between paid work and unpaid work, um, there was a marked difference where men went out uh, to do paid work. They went to the factories, they went to the mines, they went to um, the schools, wherever, and women stayed behind. They were the housewives and they performed unpaid household labor. And that idea um, penetrated into the paid domestic work um, idea as well, where paid domestic work is linked to a woman's job, femininity. And um, what is interesting about um, this aspect is that worldwide, you find that women dominate as domestic workers performing, you know, cleaning, cooking, care work inside the household um, sphere, whereas men usually work as gardeners, as you said, outside in the outside um, sphere of, of the household. They clean pools and they, they, you know, they clean the garden and so on. So this aspect of gender division of household labor is very interesting. And, um, you know, it is linked historically to femininity and to women's um, role in society. And what this study shows is that it's the opposite, you know, that men can also perform paid household labor. And um, their voices are often... Um, not as clear in the literature and the scholarly literature, but also in the public um, debate, the experiences of male domestic workers. And that is what the study um, aimed to show. And as you say, that historically there were still men who worked as domestic workers as chefs or as cooks or as drivers, um, you know, those type of things. And it sort of disappeared in South Africa um, around um, the First World War when a lot of white um, colonials went back to Europe to fight in the war and the, the black men um, entered the mining sector. So there was a gap then in the households where they performed household labor and that's where black women entered the households as domestic workers. And since then, the dominant um, profile of 
domestic work in South Africa has been linked to black women performing domestic work. And um, But this study shows that it's not just black women, but there's also still black men who perform domestic work. Mm. Now, just out of curiosity, in terms of your remuneration, if you have a domestic worker that's male, um, in, and I'm going to t- call, call it the now, the now time, in and in comparison to women, are we finding um, you know fair remuneration, or there are disparities? Well, they they do um, male domestic workers in this study definitely get paid more than female their female counterparts, which was interesting because in in essence they do the same work. You know, they they clean, sweep floors, make beds. You know. So it was interesting to me that the male domestic workers do earn a lot, and 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 in one case they even earn more than double that that the traditional um, you know female domestic worker earns. The reason for this um, I found is that because they are performing inside and outside labour, household labour, you know they they often what these employers do is they prefer. Uh, male domestic worker, live in male domestic worker because yes, you can clean and cook and make beds and tidy up the home, but you can also clean the garden, clean the pool, walk the dogs, you know, so it's sort of a double work that he, he's doing and that for that reason he's paid more. I don't say that um, female domestic workers don't do this, but in this case it became clear that they, um, because they do more work, they can paint, they can fix some, some of the household um, you know, things that are, are need repair work, and for that reason, they get paid more. But also, I think there's there's a gen- gender component where male domestic workers are perhaps have more agency than female domestic workers. They can challenge domestic um, their employers and say, "Listen, I, you know, I want to earn more. I want to earn this amount because I'm doing A, B, and C." And perhaps female domestic workers don't have that agency, mm. and that is something that um, came out in the study as well. And I think I need to just put this on the platform so that, um, you know, we can have a rounded conversation wherever you are. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're interested in sharing your views, your opinions. The line is open. That's 086-000-2032. Or you can send us a voice note on 0614104107. And the big question is, we do have a lot of, um, you know, migrant workers from Malawi and Zimbabwe. Maybe you know some, maybe some work for you. Uh, what has been the experience or maybe you are one what has been your experience and um you know what could be an 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 ideal environment if it is such that you know you don't feel that um there's fair treatment and also you know how it is where cheap labor if somebody comes into a country as a migrant you really don't have much of a voice and it's quite easy to, to, to get a job for 50% of the price when actually the going price is, let's say, for instance, 100 rand for certain hours, you would say, okay, I'll take the 50 rand, I'll take the 30 rand. Now, in this instance uh, where we've got these migrant workers, is there going to be a moment where the rule that goes within a country like South Africa to say a worker should be paid 24 rand per hour just goes and we don't experience these migrant workers being abused because they have no voice 
Yeah, definitely. I think that is my hope. You know, we see that, my, as you said, that migrants um, work regardless of what sector they work in, domestic work, um, you know, petrol payments, wherever. They tend to be uh, more exploited than local uh, workers. And my wish is that that is not the case, that people respect the work, they, the view of domestic work in this case, that people should see the value of domestic work and respect it, respect the workers, regardless of who they are, where they come from, the gender, the, you know, the identity. That shouldn't matter. It, it's all about respect. And my wish is that, um, you know, 24 rand is a slap in the face. You know, it's, it's still far from being respected. So I think my wish is that everybody should respect domestic work and domestic workers, regardless of who they are and where they come from. Mm. And when when you're conducting your research, what 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 were the major points that that you know that came out? You know, so it it was interesting. Um, in this this case, I've done a lot of research on domestic work for the past about fifteen years, and this is the first time I've looked at um, male domestic workers' experiences, and. It's what what struck me is that they, they face the same challenges as female domestic workers, and the challenges are that you know, although they are paid a little bit more than their female counterparts, it's still a job that's not respected. They're still expected to do A, B, and C, clean, um, you know, rooms that are very dirty, pick up dirty underwear, those type of things that I think no one should be doing, you know. And, so it is the same type of challenges they face. And being a migrant, they have ex- this extra burden of they work in South Africa for aiming for, for a better life. Their family is still back in Malawi or Zimbabwe, and so they send a lot of money back to their families. And none of them said, I want any of my children to be domestic workers one day. And that struck me as something that, you know, it's still far from being respected um, job and something that is so vulnerable and marginalized and you know swept under the carpet so, so the, the idea of being a domestic worker is almost linked to being you know there's shame attached to it and um, that struck me regardless of being a female domestic worker in my previous um, research but in this case even the male domestic workers um, experience shame of being a domestic worker often it's also linked to this case of um, people they think people think they can't find another job they can't find a job as a as a painter or as a security guard or whatever you know so they end up in domestic work which is typically a female job traditionally and historically and that is also linked to shame and their masculine um, identity um, becomes questionable for them that's how they see it it's not you know, we don't know if that is the case really, but they've mentioned that they've, some of them say that they've been mocked by other men when they say to them that I'm a domestic worker. And that is, you know, that shame aspect is also very interesting and that struck me from this research. Mm. And in terms of age group, uh, which age group did you, I mean, did you, ha- did you have to work with maybe, let's say, from 20 to 25 or 50, you know, or it was just very generic? And what was, you know, the outcome? Yeah, so my so these participants were between 25 years and 50. Um, I think the oldest one is actually 52 or something. I can't remember exactly, but low 50s. And um, yeah, it, it's regardless of the age, is that they they don't want um, 
people really to know that they're domestic workers. They don't want their children to be domestic workers, but they, they feel in this case they do get paid more than what they would have paid in another job or something, so they take it, but there's still shame attached to it. And um, the older participants in the study said all of them will, you know, I think it was three or four, will go back to Malawi or Zimbabwe once they retire from this job and um, to get a, to have a good life there. So it's this thing about um, it's a job that's not respected, it's a job that is not um, valued in society, even they, they say that it's um, something they get mocked off. And um, the younger participants um, find it to be more shameful than the older participants because they are, I think, perhaps more desperate to find a job. So they took this job as a domestic worker just to earn some money, some livelihood. But um, I think the majority of these participants said they, they would want to do another job. They don't want to stay in domestic work forever, you know. Mm. Just to open up, the lines are, are open. That's 086-000-2032, or you can send us your voice note. That's 0614104107. Now, um, just trying to figure out, did you grow up in an, in an era where male domestic workers were a norm? And I want to come back to you now, Professor David, to talk in comparison to other countries, whether it be it Spain, France, maybe the U.S., in terms of domestic work, I know that a lot of people that migrate, Africans that migrate to, to, to the West, um, they get a job as an au pair. Uh, it's oh. never called domestic worker, an au pair or a home assistant of sorts. They always give it a... I don't know, a little bit more of a fancy name and it doesn't really weigh so cheap because mm. once you say domestic worker, it's just, it's, it's just, it's a mouthful. Yeah. Now look, um, the, the South African legislation define domestic workers as someone who works inside the house or home or household, someone who works outside as a gardener, someone who drives um, okay for children, you know. So it's, a, it's a sort of a all-composing um, definition, whereas, as you said, in other countries, they use different definitions and referring to some aspects of the job. And I agree, once you hear the term domestic work or domestic worker, your mind immediately goes to certain <laughs> aspects of the job, right, cleaning mm. and, and sweeping. And I think that is, that is definitely the case. And I think there is definitely a need to conceptualize domestic work and to try and improve how society is viewing this because it's a bloody old job to do and it's a job that's not respected. Um, to go back to your question, I um, I was in, I went to the United Kingdom a few years ago and in the um, bed and breakfast where I stayed, I had a white um, lady who was a cleaner and that was something very strange to me because I in South Africa, the majority, 90, I think 98% of, of domestic workers are black, you know, and the majority of them black female. So that was something that was, that was strange to me to experience. And often in Europe, um, a lot of domestic workers um, come from eastern parts of um, Europe, you know, Turkey, uh, maybe Poland and so on. So that was something that's strange that struck me. But in South Africa and Africa in general, we have black domestic workers. Mm. And I, I can I can gladly I can tell you this because I also lived in UK for just briefly, and with all my education and all my intellect, I would very easily take a job either as an au pair 
or mm. they call it you know a home caretaker of sorts because what then you what what you do is you 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 know you do your your housework which is maybe you know just hoover here and there dust here and there go fetch the children bring them home do their homework and the remuneration i earn you can easily earn more than someone who's an accountant in this country that's and that's where I saw the discrepancies and I'm thinking to myself, maybe it's just the way we also, how we remunerate and, and the wording that we use that demeans something that actually could be held as something very important. Because if you're a domestic worker, think about it. You, you, chances are you're a caregiver of someone's children. Exactly. And you can leave an imprint that could be building for whoever you're working for's children or, um, you know, could be detrimental, whichever way. And I think maybe it's something that really needs to be handled a little bit more differently. I mean, from, your, from where you are s s sitting, what could be an ideal situation? Except, you know, what you said now is very important and it, it strikes a crucial point, is that especially domestic workers who perform care work as well for children, for disabled, for, for the elderly in a family, Often their own children are cared for, or you know, alone at home, you know, back far from where they work. And in this case, they take over the mother's role of taking care of the children, and that is very important. That you know, they they make it possible for women to work, to earn a salary, to have a career, whereas they take over that. Um, reproductive um, responsibilities of care work and cleaning and just looking after your children and making sure that they do their homework or whatever, you know. And that is very important. And as you said, the term domestic worker does not do justice to that job. It's um, undermining the, the importance of, of that. And um, often what happens is domestic workers, in this case care workers, become the second mother for the children. In fact, in some cases, the most important adult figure, apart from the teacher from school or so on, because they are the only adult they actually see throughout the day. When their parents come back at five or six in the afternoon, they, you know, they spend two hours, their children then go to, go to bed. Whereas domestic worker actually spends a lot of time, hours and hours with the child or children. So I think, as you said, it is something that needs to change. And um, the term domestic worker is problematic. Um, it is linked to, um, you know, years and years of, um, you know, historically undermining the fact that people were forced to do this job. It was the only type of job available to them, to, to black women in this country. But it's also undermining the value of what they actually do. And I don't know what the term should be. I mean, that is up for, for debate and discussion, and I hope... That, that is something that worldwide we can change. And as you say, the term au pair or child care or child minder, that is something that, that actually has already more value in just saying that she's a domestic worker. If you said she's an au pair or child care worker or child minder, that yeah. means something specific. So I think that the term domestic worker is problematic. And I agree with you. We're in conversation with uh, David Otoy, Professor David Otoy, uh, whose research study examined the experiences of migrant, fee, um, migrant male domestic workers in Johannesburg with the aim of shedding some light on their duties and working conditions. And it's quite interesting that we have this conversation, you know, 
2023, I think from a humanitarian perspective, by now we should have a narrative that is a little, just a little bit more respective uh, because we also do know the undertone when you say domestic worker, it's almost like, Aish. It's the cheap, you know. It's like the bottom, bottom of of the barrel of the of the workforce, and it shouldn't be like that. I've got a call from um, Chili Beef in Pimville. Chili, good evening, and welcome to the viewpoint. Good evening. How are you? Great show. Great presenter. Thank you so yeah. much. Yes, uh, 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 it's so exciting. You know, I think foreigners have contributed a lot in South Africa with the skills that they brought from 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 our own country, and uh, we appreciate that. And uh, domestic work is not appreciated anywhere in the world. In fact, in other countries, they, they do appreciate it because, as you said, um, statistics say that in other countries, they are paid more than even professionals like accountants and doctors. So in South Africa, I think we must change the perspective and give them the, the respect they deserve and pay them what they deserve. Because if you can't do a certain particular work and hire somebody to do it, then you must be willing to pay for for, for the kind of things they do for you because they give you a chance to go and work and make a lot of money for yourself while they're taking care of your house and your family and even your kids sometimes. So I think domestic work should be allowed to be paid more money. Well, thank you so and much. Yes, Chile? Yes, yes. Uh, 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 to throw another two cents worth, I think domestic work not necessarily is a, is a, is a rescue. So South Africans should be given a more job as far as domestic work is concerned than outside people. Uh, just like I believe uh, we can do it e even with father shops and vendors and things like those. Employ more South Africans in there and then uh, we'll see more unemployment going down. Yeah. Well, thank you. thanks a lot for your contribution, uh, contribution, Chile. Okay. Thank you very much. Great show. Thank you so much. Um, another thing that I have been finding to be a bit disturbing, um, Prof., I, I, I'm, I'm responding to the call that we just received in terms of employing our locals. There's a local store nearby um, where I live. It's, it's, a, it's a retail store. Um, they went and recruited, um, they, 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 I think after the whole issue with the, uh, with the permits uh, for foreigners that were basically there was then um, some form of I don't know, a discrepancy whether they will stay or not stay. But the, the narrative was they went, recruited local uh, group of all color. They did not last a week. That retail store was not, they, they started asking uh, neighborhood, uh, you know, residents to say, can you assist to find people that can replace, you know, the batch that we had to let go? because we mm. wanted to employ our locals. And I think it just goes back to that issue of looking at the remuneration of, of, of such low, low jobs. Mm. You know, it's just, it's just a vicious cycle, you know. It's, it's, and it's very disturbing to hear 
that people do that. And, and it's all about, you know, these companies and um, businesses, it's all about profit making for them and undermining and exploiting the workers who actually do the work. And um, for most of them, it's the only sources, source of income. And that's very disturbing to hear. And, uh, um, yeah, it's just not yeah. on. And it, it's, it's just very sad that in today's day, you know, 2023, it's still happening. It shouldn't be happening. Yeah, But anyway, I would like to take this opportunity to thank you for joining us this evening and uh, sharing your research. It's been insightful and hopefully in 2025, 2030, we'll be having a different conversation altogether. Uh, that's uh, Professor David Detroit, sociology lecturer at University of Johannesburg, uh, joining us in that conversation. Thank you so much and have yourself a pleasant evening. Thank you very much. Now I joined it. Thank you very much. And bye-bye for now.